Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these podcasts without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you. First, thank you to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Misty Buck is a successful author. She's a coach and uh, does a lot of other things. And um, she's out of Miami, Florida. Uh, Misty, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jake. I'm really excited to be here today. And I want to thank you for your time and for inviting me to, to spend some time with you guys. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I first, you know, saw you speaking, uh, you know, on another uh, podcast, I just said, we have got to get her on our program. She's got a lot to share uh, with our athletic directors and coaches. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, uh, where, you know, your uh, background in sports and college and, and kind of how that led you to uh, where you are now. All right. So that's a big question, but let me do my best to answer it in the shortest amount of time. So I'm actually from Miami. I'm born and raised here. Um, I went to um, high school at Palmetto. And I went to college, I did two years at FIU, and then I went to Florida State. So that's kind of my, my quick synopsis on my journey here. And I'm still here in Miami, obviously. My family's here. It's just this is my roots. They're here. I've tried living in other places, and as wonderful as they are, this is my home. So um, my journey in sports is kind of interesting and actually what led me to, um, to this point. So um, I know you mentioned author earlier. I did mention, I, I published this book, The Athlete Mental Health Playbook, earlier this year in May. And I'll tell you why that's relevant and how that came to be. So I grew up around sports. My dad was a football coach. We actually had a roller hockey program down here for a little while that my dad coached in that as well. My brother was an athlete. Um, I was a cheerleader and a cheerleader, a cheerleading coach. Uh, so it's kind of always around that that mentality and uh, sports and on the sidelines. And sometimes I would even help my dad with some coaching stuff um, on the sidelines, especially when it came to like mental stuff, right? Like how do I get these guys motivated? And my dad was so good with that. So I learned so much from him and being a part of that and being in that excitement part of uh, being like a part of the game as you know, on the sidelines, but then as a cheerleader and then later as a cheerleading coach. And it just always was really exciting to me. So um, I've always, so I've just always been a part of it, a big sports fan. And um, as time went on though, in my journey, 
I started to, as a teenager, I went through some rough patches as a lot of people do. And um, I started to experience some depression. And this was that this was over 20 years ago, mind you. So things were a little bit different. We didn't have the education that we have now. We didn't have, you know, we weren't able to talk about it. Um, don't be weak. Um, don't be, um, you know, all these things that people say that I won't say here, you know, but like, don't cry, don't show your emotions, don't be soft, this or that. So those are the, the sort of the values that I learned, but that was really hard for me because I was super sensitive. And then I went through this really tough period. And I don't think that many people really recognize what was going on until we got to a point where it was like, okay, I need a little more support. And, and so that started me on this journey um, as an adult. Uh, starting in college, I started to experience anxiety, and that's something that I've had to learn how to work around. Even now, I'm in my my late 30s, and I still have to figure out ways around that. And so, it when at one point I had, so I also um, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, and I've always sort of missed though that connection of being in sports and being a coach and working with people. And so, in 2015, I got certified as a life coach. And it's, it started to lead me on this journey. And they, you know, they talk and coach it oh, what, in your business. What's your niche? What's your niece? What do you want to do? And it sort of dawned on me during conversations with people. Wow. Why don't I take my experiences and my journey through mental health and help athletes specifically with that? Because that's the environment I grew up in and I didn't have these resources. Otherwise my, you know, things might've been a little different for me. Right. I might've had a little bit of a different I started coaching specifically athlete mental health. The blog turned into a book, and here I am. <laughs> well, again, I've had a chance to. Uh, I have not read your book, but I. I, I want to send you a copy, by the way. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do understand, um, you know, what you were going for in it. Uh, so, since we can't go through the entire book right now, uh, yeah. kind of give our listeners you know, that, you know, Amazon thumbnail sketch, you know, why should an athletic director, why should a coach today, you know, have this on their desk as a resource? So we have, it's, it's actually, it's a very brief, it's a, this is the book. It's not very thick as you can see. Um, it, it's written in a way that's not, um, and, and mind you, I am not a licensed mental health professional. So everything I talk about comes from experience, which is an advantage because it's something that I, I've lived. So I think I've written and I've heard feedback that it's written in a very relatable, easy to understand way. It's not a lot of jargon and, and all kinds of stuff in there. So, but with, with coaches um, and athletic directors, you know, I'll just kind of go through some of the chapters here, but there's chapters on addressing what is mental health. Um, do only weak athletes have mental health issues? I still think that is a stigma that people carry. Um, bridging the gap between mental toughness and mental health. So I think there is, a little bit of a gap there between, you know, being tough and at all odds and, you know, the stuff that we do as athletes and then also the real life, right, of, of managing your emotions. So there's stuff in there about all of that. There's all kinds of worksheets, stuff in here about social media. That's a really big hot topic for a lot of people these days. So how do you, how do you manage social media when it comes to those things and not let it affect you? And then I even have, um, at the end, there's a couple chapters about supporting people through mental health issues and also a team mental wellness evaluation. So um, it's 
really brief synopsis, but I think that's the beautiful part about it. Oh, well, no, and again, it, it sounds like uh, just one more resource that an athletic director or a uh, coach can use. And you're absolutely right. You know, these days, it is certainly a, a hot topic. Uh, our national organization is just developing a entire course in our certification program on athlete mental health. So uh, very timely stuff. Uh, Misty, you mentioned your dad uh, as being a tremendous influence, and I don't think we can ever discount the impact our parents have as mentors. Who have been some of your other mentors, uh, either coaches that you had or people that you've worked with? Uh, whose voice can you still hear in your head uh, when you're talking to an audience? Oh, man, that's, that's a really great question. So, of course, obviously inspired, like you said, by my parents and my mom and my dad. My dad was a coach. My mom's also an entrepreneur. So there's so many things there that I hear from them to this day. Um, my brother's always been a really big cheerleader for me, so I will give him credit for that. I hear his, his voice a lot. Um, he helped me through a lot of really tough times. May not, not even know it. So if he listens to this, you help me out there, buddy. And, <laughs> um, but other mentors, I think, you know, I've worked with several coaches along the way, um, whether they are developmental, uh, one actually whom I haven't even met, his name is George Mumford. And he has a whole, he has a book called the mindful athlete. And he also has a course that he's developed now about the mindful about mindfulness for athletes. And so I think what he's doing is incredible. He's worked with um, Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson and some Kobe Bryant and some major athletes about adapting these, not so much specifically mental health, but mindfulness, which is just being in the moment and, um, and just kind of letting everything else go and observing things. And I think that's so important because especially when you're somebody like me, who's, who can be emotional, it's, it's really nice to have that that chance to sort of step back, right? And just sort of observe and take a deep breath and, you know, do your thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always interesting to hear uh, about the people that have been impactful uh, over someone's career. Um, you, you touched on a point as you were uh, going through your chapters that uh, I think maybe someone of my age and, and my, um, you know, <laughs> coaching background, um, you know, would have, at least I have this question. Um, so I'll give you about five or six minutes to address this because I know it's not easy and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but okay. how do you as a, as a coach, you know, football coach, cheer coach, swim coach, how do you um, address that, you know, come on, you know, this is sport, you know, you got to be tough, you got to suck it up. How do you, you know, meet that need of being mm -hmm. mentally tough and at the same time, recognize and acknowledge, you know, those individual differences of the student athletes that you're coaching, you know, let's say in a high school setting, because I know okay. it's different for different ages, but how would you uh, advise or counsel uh, an old coach on, on how to do a better job in that area? So I think that the, the first thing here is that we have to look at athletes as individuals. There's and when it comes to individuals and stuff that goes on, you know, in your brain and in your thoughts, we all develop things as individuals throughout our lives um, and, and negative thought habits or blocks, things that happen mentally, right? And we'll, we can, I think we can all agree that the game is 90% mental, no matter what you're, what you're doing. So I think being open to addressing that and understanding that each individual has layers, 
right? So there's different things that go on. And I bring that up because it may not be like, okay, here's a tool and it's going to work for everybody on your team. It's probably not going to work that way because people have different things that motivate them and they have different things that they are afraid of, right? Or different parts of themselves that you need to bring out. So I think when you're trying to bridge that gap between mental toughness and mental wellness, it's about, even if it's defining personalities um, and, and types within, and you don't, not necessarily to typecast any individual, but even if you just need to start there. Um, so like, okay, I have people who are, I have kids who are here because they think it, their parents are making them play an extra sport, right? Or they have kids here who are um, thinking that they're going to be the breadwinner for the family and that's what's riding on them playing this sport. And then you might have kids who um, are there because they want to be there, but maybe they're dealing with some um, imposter syndrome, meaning that they don't really think that they're as good as they are and they don't trust their talents. So there's, you know, there's these different sort of buckets, if you will, that um, of, of issues that, that kids deal with. And I think the greatest way to do it is to foster the, the individual. And that might be through, um, through workshops and it might be through giving them a book like this. It might be through hooking them up with somebody who they can identify with and they're comfortable opening up with. And in doing those things, you'll identify, okay, how do I help them take and develop them as an individual and then separate sort of what's going on with them in their personal life and then how to help them be laser focused when it's time to play the game and be motivated and what are those things that are going to motivate them. Okay. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, I think just being aware uh, that it's something, um, if you address this as a coach, it's going to make your athletes better. It's going to make your team better. I, I think that's probably the first step. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was, no, I'm just saying like, you know, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, and there's a lot of programs that are out there that are doing it. I think it's awesome. They're starting to develop um, these issues with, you know, just looking at more than just the physical side of sports in other words. And I think that that's going to be huge for, for figuring out how to solve these things. Okay. Uh, this next question is something we've been asking our, our ADs on the podcast, and it, it might be a trickier one for you, but uh, you're, in there, you're down in Miami, and mm -hmm. with regard to uh, COVID, you know, it certainly had an impact on our schools and athletic programs. Uh, we've seen some states that uh, have just gone ahead with their sports and business as usual. We've seen other states that have moved um, football to the spring and baseball right. to the fall. Um, you know, Florida uh, delayed the start of sports for a month, uh, but now uh, some areas are uh, picking things up. And I know down in your area, you know, Miami-Dade, you know, they're still waiting for, uh, you know, that official, you know, back to school. Um, what can you share with us about, you know, what's happening right now in, in the Miami-Dade area? Right. So I can tell you, actually, just last week, I had a conversation with an assistant AD. Um, I forgot to ask for his permission to give his name, so I won't do that. But <laughs> he, he's actually at a private school, which is, I understand, different, might be different than, um, I, don't, I don't recall if they're following the same standards as public schools or not. But um, what I can tell you that one of the things that, um, that they are doing that, that is a challenge for them right now is as they're trying to get their fall sports up and running, they're seeing several issues with their athletes. And one of those being team building. 
So how do you get your team to bond and build when you've had this distance and when you, okay, maybe we can have a practice, but it has to be socially distanced and we can't high five and we can't do this and we can't do that. And what do you do for the kids that, um, I think this is a hybrid program, meaning that they do part, some can do online and some can be in the school. So for the ones that are doing their work online and then coming to practice in person, how do you get them to shift their focus from virtual to, and whatever was going on in their virtual day to now being again in person and with all these different protocols, right? So I think those are, those are some of the, the, the issues that are being presented and some of the challenges for, for the athletes, but also the coaches. So how do you, how do you get them to, to bond and how do you get them to focus when there's so many other things going on? How do you get them to remember that they are a team? Um, so those, those types of things are, are a challenge. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> well, no, you, it, it, it's a great lead into my next question. You know, as someone in your role, what advice would you give to a coach that is trying to maintain that sense of team in this, um, you know, hybrid world that we're living in right now? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I think even as adults, right, it's hard for us to, oh my God, another Zoom meeting, right? Like we might think, okay, like another, it's, we know it's not the same, but yeah, then we have to motivate these young athletes to somehow come together. So I think that there's ways maybe to speak their language. So, um, I don't know like specifics off the top of my head, but let's just say that, you know, you, you, you talk to your athletes and you say like, okay, maybe they, we want to create, oh, I have an idea. So maybe you do want to use like TikTok, right? So most of them are on TikTok these days. So let's say, okay, we're going to use TikTok to create a team building exercise. Well, you might say, okay, how the heck do I do that? Well, maybe what we're doing is we're asking the the athletes, the players to do like a video of them doing something. And then what you would do is you can stitch, they have a thing called, I think it's called stitch on, on, um, on TikTok now where you can take somebody's video and then add your video to it and post that. And it can kind of keep going and sort of like this, this waterfall people keep adding to it. So that might be something kind of cool to use a digital thing to, um, or digital tool that the kids are using to work together as a team to create something where you don't necessarily have to have that person to person contact if you can't. So really just, I think, diving into their world and thinking of ways to, to help them come, help them come together. And then having an honest conversation with them, you know, because we know that um, they have, so, they have so much to say. So giving them a space to, to speak that uh, I think will build, build, that trust. So even if you're having a, you know, a meeting and you're asking your athletes, okay, like, what are you really thinking about that? And you get it, you give them a chance to speak as, as a group, even if they're separate, um, what's going on. One of the other one, one of the other players might say, Hey, you know, I feel that way too. So I think those are things that we can continue to do still. Oh, very, very cool. I know some coaches that use TikTok. Uh, that, that's personally not in, in my toolbox yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess I need to. Uh, I guess I need to get going on that. Um, what are some of your uh, favorite parts of your job? And I know you have a. You wear a lot of hats. You have a lot of different things going. But what are some of the things that really get you excited about getting up each day? You know, and I can, and I can, I can say this in all honesty. So my first love is writing. That's how the book and the blog came to be. Like, that's just, that's what I do. So even in, in school, um, I knew that's what I wanted to do was to write. And even when I had 
some teachers challenge me on that and saying, oh, maybe your writing skills are not up so good for you to be in this honors level class. I never stopped writing because it's just what I love to do. And then I ended up getting a degree in it and, you know, now I get paid to do it. So, <laughs> so writing is definitely one of them. But the other piece is I love, and I think this is why I came back to coaching after all these years is because I love coaching. And I'm not kidding you when I say this, when I'm coaching, I feel like I can breathe, like I'm breathing because I just love that interaction. I love those aha and those light bulbs that you help people um, help themselves go off. Like to me, that's, I'm so hungry for that. I just, I love working with that. Uh, you can tell that uh, you definitely have a passion for what you do. Um, another question we've been asking our athletic directors um, relates to this idea of um, uh, diversity, uh, you know, social awareness. Um, obviously, you know, Miami is a very diverse community. Uh, I was actually the athletic director at Palmer Trinity for six years uh, a while back. Uh, and they certainly pride themselves on their diverse student body. Um, here's the question. Um, what, is, what is something or what are some things that an athletic director or a coach, um, what can we do a better job of in this area of, you know, social awareness and uh, social justice, if you will? What can we do better? I think the number one thing that I can say is, is listen. Is listen and like really listen so don't come in like with your you know to, to listen to your athletes listen to your staff listen to everybody um in any situation whether social justice or something else i think it's it, it's it's challenging but i think people they just want to be heard and they want to felt that they're being heard and they want to know that they're being heard and so I know that like as an individual, as me, Missy, I cannot make anybody change their mind about anything. But what I certainly can do is listen and provide a validating space for voices to be heard and, and allow that to help evolve the conversation and eventually, and, and the action, right? So just be trying to be as objective as possible and really just giving people the space to be to be heard this is 2020 has been challenging you know we talked about COVID we talked about socials there's so many different things going on right and so people might have so many mumbled and jumbled thoughts and we have the election and there's like tension it's like oh my gosh what's going on so I think people will respect having a space that they feel comfortable and they feel safe um, expressing what's going on for them and maybe in as, as for the athlete in their house even yeah I appreciate you sharing that. Well, gosh, this has just flown by, Misty, but uh, we're not done yet. Okay? <laughs> um, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you're not an athletic director, but you're no uh, novice uh, regarding athletics. You know, growing up in an athletic family, uh, being a, uh, a competitive athlete yourself and a coach. So here's my challenge for you. Uh, knowing what you know about athletics, uh, your job is to send a brand new athletic director out on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Misty Buck's athletic director toolbox? Oof. All right. Well, 
three things, of course, I think as everybody echoes is always a challenge, right? Because you're like, oh man, there's so many, there's so many tools. Um, and, but of course, mine are all going to be around mental and personal development. So no surprise there, guys. That's, <laughs> but I would say number one, I think, I do think that my book is, is a good place to start. I would give everybody that. I think it's, there, there's stuff in there that at least will give you whatever you decide to use it or not use it, maybe some context around this idea of bringing the mental wellness into athletics, which is, it's not going away and it's something that is just going to continue to be part of the narrative more and more and more. And it, and it really should be um, because they're, they're humans and really you can only help a person develop when you look at them holistic. So that's, that's sort of my, my theory anyway. Um, number two, I would say um, hold workshops specifically around these types of issues and not just for your athletes, but also for your staff. And I say that because I think as a staff member or in a coach, whatever your role is, if you can develop and model your own um, practice, that that'll help you become aware of things as an individual, which only can help you become more aware of things to help the other athletes. So I would say to, to develop your own tools. So create like, so workshops around that, um, making sure that that's a regular part of the curriculum um, or practice schedule or whatever you might want to call it. That would be number two. And then I think, oh, actually kind of, I wrote them down, but I actually put number two and number three together, but which was workshops and then your own mindfulness practice. Um, but if I had to throw in a three technically, um, I would say, um, again, another shameless plug, I am, I am launching a, a membership program for mental health, mental wellness for athletes. And what it is, is the athlete will get a daily affirmation text message, they'll get weekly journal prompts, they'll get access to a meditation library, they'll get access to um, worksheets on a variety of different things. So like overcoming fears and mistakes and emotional intelligence, like all kinds of different goodies are in there. So that's something else that I would say could actually be another tool that could be helpful on the mental wellness side. <laughs> well, I, I don't want you to feel bad about those shameless plugs. Uh, and I, I'm so glad that you mentioned, you know, the assistant coaches. I, I think surrounding yourself with good people and developing them, that is only going to help carry your message on. And you know, what you said about, um, you know, your number three. Um, I, I don't think if we acknowledge that kids are online, you know, the Instagrams and things like that, uh, you know, we're missing the boat. So, you know, why not send them out a, a daily message? So, uh, you know, great, great tools that uh, can go in any athletic director's toolbox. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think, again, just developing your, your, yourself and modeling that and but giving you your, your athletes a place to be heard as individuals that would sort of be the, the theme today <laughs> so thank you oh absolutely well um that's it misty thanks so much for uh coming on today uh for listeners again that's the uh, athletes mental health handbook uh misty how would they get a copy of that so it's actually the mental health playbook. So, playbook, excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. If you just go to Amazon um, or you put in Google athlete mental health playbook, playbook, it'll pop up on Amazon. And Jake, I want to make sure that I send you a copy. I can't believe I didn't do that before we had a chance to speak, but I will definitely be sending you a copy. <laughs> Thank you so much. The athletes mental health playbook. Okay. All right. Get it on Amazon. That's it. Well, Misty, all the best to you uh, in all your endeavors. And thanks again for being on the podcast.
Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it was great. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Don't forget, these Zoom videos are also being uploaded to our YouTube channel. That's the Educational AD FIAAA YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening.